Hello, and a very warm welcome to Mademoiselle Privé, a new series by Monocle recorded at Chanel's brand new exhibition in Tokyo. I'm Tyler Brulé. Mademoiselle Privé takes us on a journey through haute couture, high jewelry, and perhaps one of the most notorious fragrances ever created, Chanel Number no. 5. Themed rooms reveal the fashion mastery by the Maison's designers from Gabrielle Chanel to Karl Lagerfeld and now Virginie Viard and also the various ateliers whose world-renowned skills are responsible for some of the most famous outfits to grace the catwalk. During the run of this series, I'll be speaking to a group of Chanel's collaborators, from the filmmaker Sofia Coppola to musician Pharrell Williams. But today, I'm joined by the model and DJ Suju Park. Park is Korean-American and has walked plenty of shows for Chanel in the past. She tells me about her international education and mastering the codes of Chanel. Set the scene for us a little bit. There's a lot going on outside. There is going to be an opening in the coming hours. There's something like 30,000 people are pre-registered to come to Mademoiselle Privé. But uh, what's the tone? What's happening right now? Well, right now we're in Tokyo and we just had a preview of the exhibition that's going to be opening tomorrow. And this is my third time attending the Mademoiselle Privé presentation, but it's really interesting because it feels different every time. I think with each exhibition, Chanel really takes into account the locale, but also I think it's always different how they present it. So even though it's about the same house and the same story, the, the presentation is unique to each location. What's the essence of it for you? Because you said this is installment number three of the exhibition that you've been to. For someone who hasn't attended, what do you think is the common red thread or gold thread or black thread? Red or that, that, white or beige. Thread beige. That, that runs through this. The common thread is the history of the House of Chanel, which was founded by Gabrielle Chanel, of course, over 100 years ago, and how the house has continued from the moment that Gabrielle passed the baton to Carl and then to Virginie, and how it continues this conversation of really celebrating the codes that Gabrielle found, and then I think reinventing it in a very, in ways of now, and also the savoir-faire of the house, which is which is really rare nowadays. You mentioned the word codes, and there is this real sense of codes and, and unspoken yeah. codes it, uh, it, as I, well. I think of it like a, a mix between a language and symbols. So in a way, code is the perfect way to describe it because there's so many things that Gabrielle throughout her life embraced as her own, and it really came through in the designs and the things that she did. So the fact that she was born in August, she's a Leo, and she really liked lions. And, you know, her background of being raised in a monastery and the color black and the austerity, it all always ties back. Going back to the notion of codes, do you think it's, and this goes beyond Chanel as well, do you think it's something that in a way, we're, we're missing a little bit in, in society. It, you know, in a way, everything sort of seems to be so prescriptive now. But there's something about a code, which is you have to understand it. It's not completely written down. And 
and in an interesting way, you're Korean, grew up in the States, we're sitting in Japan. Yeah. Is there also something unique about this exhibition being here in, in Japan where this notion of the code is, is so important in society and probably less so than in North America, in, in Europe, for example, whether you, you spend time in, in Seoul or you spend time in, in Tokyo, there are ways that you behave. There are certain things that happen in, in daily life, in design, uh, in the design vernacular, which are in a way unwritten. They're part of culture. And I'm wondering if there's sort of an interesting relationship you find with this sort of Asia collision, but also a brand which has this strong code DNA. Right. For me personally, how I relate to it is the fact that I am from an Asian background. I was born and raised in Korea, but I moved to America and I had to adapt. So there are things like codes, basically, that were social constructs that I had built myself up to as a child. And as I acclimated myself to a new culture, I had to kind of not necessarily break them. I mean, I broke them sometimes, definitely. But um, That's for another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> for a wilder one. Um, but, you know, I had to find a way where I felt comfortable. And there were moments where I would allude back to who I was, but find ways to evolve as well. And I think Chanel does the same thing. You know, they have the deep connection to the house and the founder, but they always try to evolve with that in their heart. One, I would say, sort of underriding or overriding theme within this is, of course, craftsmanship, the métier, all of, all of the components of, of all of the various ateliers that contribute to the story. Do you think there's a certain resonance, perhaps more in, in Asia? Um, so if I spend time in in Korea, you spend time in, in Japan. You, of course, see this deep-rooted nature, almost as this more pronounced sense of craftsmanship. And do you think that story plays in a different way than it might in a San Francisco or London or somewhere else when you're on this side of the Pacific? Perhaps. Um, what I find is, you know, in Asian culture, we have such a strong emphasis on respect and seniority as well. So to see it in this design sense where, you know, there's, with Chanel, there's the ateliers that have been around for generations and they still really come into play in haute couture and métier d'art. And it's really interesting. Just going back to when you were, I'm, I'm sort of curious, n not about the wild years, but your time, I mean, being an ambassador, but almost sort of when you see something like Mademoiselle Privé, do you sort of feel it also informs your life in a, in a certain way? I'm sort of being in this realm, I mean, obviously exposed to the brand in a very sort of deep way. And we're talking about creativity. So obviously your own work within the world of, of music and creativity. Has it been quite informative? It's been incredibly, I, I, I can't say without, I, I don't know how to say it, it's, it's just embedded into my, my career, but not only my career, but you know, my identity as a person as well, because I think 
you know, when, when, you, when I started as a model, one of the biggest breaks that I had was with Chanel, and I built up a relationship since then. And it's, you know, there are moments where I've just been kind of so wrapped up in the, the work that I, it, when I go to exhibitions like this, Mademoiselle Privé or Culture Chanel, it really, it's a very, like, out-of-body experience, I want to say. Like, I'm, I look at it and I'm like, oh my god, I remember this collection. I walk that collection. I remember the atmosphere. I remember hair and makeup. I remember what I was wearing and what the other girls were wearing. And it's, it, it makes me really proud. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> and as you're on it's your hard own... hard to explain. Yeah, and, but as you're on your own trajectory to, right. um, of course, develop your own creative career as well right are there sort of underlying things going back to the codes as well we think god this has been a bit of a an education almost a bit of a finishing school uh as well yeah i I mean looking at how the the house tries to make things not just about fashion you know there's an amount of attention to the history and culture and celebrating that it makes me realize that i have to look inside myself as well and find ways to express myself in different ways. So, you know, recently I started developing, like I've always loved music and DJing is one way of expressing that. And I've, I have an architectural background. I studied architecture, so drawing and, you know, hopefully maybe a collaboration somewhere along the way. But, um, yeah. And that was Suju Park speaking to me at Mademoiselle Privé, the brand new Chanel exhibition at the BNC Hall in Tokyo, which is on until December 1st. And you can find more information at mademoiselleprivé.chanel.com. This program was produced by Holly Fisher, and I'm Tyler Brule. You can explore all of our collaborations with Chanel at monocle.com forward slash radio or by heading to the Chanel 355 podcast on iTunes. Join us next time when we'll meet the musician and producer Pharrell Williams. But until then, thanks for listening. Goodbye.